This is episode 341 of the Beyond the Food Show, and today we're going to talk about how to create and keep new habits permanently and sustainably. You ready? Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going to Beyond the Food Show, the only podcast that teaches you how to reshape your mind, not your body, to make your life better, bigger, and bolder, your undieted life. I'm your host, Stephanie Dodier, reformed dieter, nutritionist, and coach. You ready? Let's do this. Hello, sisters, and welcome back. I had other plan for this episode than to talk about habits. But then this morning, I'm recording this on December the 15th, this morning, I was doing my own inner work, my thought work, as I was walking my brain through something that's happening in my life, there's a part of my life that is very uncertain. There's uncertainty in one area of my life, because I had set a goal, and that goal hasn't unfolded yet. I failed. I failed at that goal, and it's going to be impacting me financially. So now, the feeling that I'm experiencing about this circumstance and the thought I have failed is uncertainty. And part of thought work is designing the way you're going to think about what's happening in your life instead of being the victim of what your brain is offering you as an opinion on the circumstance of your life. So it's a habit, right? Thought work is a habit to approach your thoughts and your beliefs and your feeling in a certain way. And that's when I realized I needed to talk to you about habits. But before I get into the habit, I want to finish this. I want to finish walking you through what thought work looked like for me and therefore how I'm teaching it to my student because I think it can be really helpful to most of you on this podcast. So I have this circumstance, I failed at achieving a goal, I have feelings of uncertainty financially in my life, and now I need to decide how I'm going to think about this failure. And I know as you're listening to this, perhaps for the first time, you're like, how can you decide how you're going to think? And that's probably the most potent awareness that I want to bring to you. You get to decide what you think about circumstance in your life. Society, your family, your past event offers you a certain way to think about circumstance in your life, but you also can think differently than how you thought in the past. So for me, in the past, having a failure meant I wasn't good enough as a person, I was foolish to believe that I could achieve this goal, I was stupid to even have considered it was possible for me, and that not achieving a goal in the context of this circumstance in my life meant I was going to be financially insecure, and that was terrible. That's what my brain is offering me. That's one way that I could think about this failure, but I also have 
another way to think about my goal, which is an opportunity to build my ability to be in this new version of myself that I'm crafting slowly over months and years. And that circumstance, that failure is an opportunity for me to practice being and thinking like this future version of me, right? One of the elements I'm working on is trusting myself at a deeper level. Like I trust myself with food, I trust myself with my body, I trust myself now with exercise and movement, but I'm working at trusting myself in other circumstances in my life. And particularly, trusting that I'm not alone as a single female who's always been self-providing, I have a pattern of thinking that I'm always alone, which is not true. I don't believe in God, but I believe in the universe. And one of the things I want to become is more leaning on this universe that's right there beside me to support me. I want to become a person who thinks that ease is the way to live my life. I want to think of myself as somebody who can make the impossible possible. I want to be safe for myself. So this failure could be a sign that I'm not good enough, or it could be an opportunity for me to practice who I want to become. So I laid out a number of ways to think about this failure and this uncertainty, and then I put myself through one concept that I teach, that I taught all of you on the podcast in episode 323, which is the process of making quality decisions. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to this episode. And if you are a student of mine, I've already taught you how to make a quality decision. So I do what I teach. So I walk myself through the process of making a quality decision and I decided how I was going to think about this failure. And I decided to think of it as an opportunity for me to show up in the world, in this part of my life, which is a failure, as who I want to become, to trust myself, to choose ease, to make the impossible possible, to be safe for myself. And then I also decided to think about uncertainty as a way, an opportunity for me to practice being who I want to be to the next level. How can I trust myself through uncertainty? That's what I want to share with you. Not thought work, because this is not something I can easily teach you on the podcast, but I want to talk to you about developing habits that will create health for you. Because that's what's on everybody's mind right now, right? We are all being bombarded by diet culture, by healthism, by making resolution and being healthier in 2023. And there's a very unique linear way that making resolution and building health habit is presented to you. And I want to offer you another perspective on health habits like the one of thought work. Your ability to manage your mind through the process of thought work has tremendous repercussion on your health because your health is more than your physical body. And that's the linear way we have been taught to think about health, specifically for us coming from 
diet culture, we think that health is just our tissue, right? Our physical body. But when you leave diet culture and you start being influenced by what truly what health is beyond being thin, you realize that mental health, physical health, emotional health, and spiritual health is part of being healthy. That's one element of building habit. But before we get there, like getting into the technical of it, I want us to think about what is a habit, right? If I go to Google, habit is a routine of behavior that is repeated over and over unconsciously. Or also a fixed way of thinking and feeling about certain aspects of your life that produce a desired behavior, a desired action, unconsciously, without effort. In fact, you have tons of habits right now. You have habitual behavior that you're doing. Like, it's not like you don't have habits or health habits. You have some right now that are unconscious, but perhaps these are not the one you want to have, or these are the one you're judging as not being good enough. How did you create those habits? I want you to think about that for a minute. And I'm going to give you three examples here. All of us takes a shower. Well, I think so anyway. <laughs> Most of us value cleanliness. That's a circumstance in your life. And we share a belief and a value of cleanliness. So we think of the thought unconsciously, I want to take a shower. When you think about taking a shower, you're very neutral and calm about it. And you have the behavior, the habit of taking a shower every morning or every night. And the result of that is that you feel clean. You're clean because you value cleanliness. When you were dieting, right? You had the belief about yourself that you can't control yourself around food. So unconsciously, you had the thought, I need to check my macro. And that thought at the time made you feel probably neutral, calm, excited. And then the result of that is that you flipped open your phone or you flipped the box and you looked at the macro or you scanned through your app to know how many calories was in the food. And the result of that is you were quote unquote in control of the food. Body image is the same way. Many of you have or have the belief that you need it to look a certain way. So every time you pass in front of the mirror, you have the thought, oh my God, I'm so fat. Oh my God, how did I let myself go? And that made you feel anxious. You have the habit of having that thought because you believe that you need it to look a certain way. Many of us have a struggle with movement and exercise and some of I'm working on through that, and I'm almost at the point where it's a default thinking now about exercise, but for decades, I believed that exercise meant control of my weight. I needed to exercise to control my weight. And then therefore, when I wasn't at the weight that I wanted to be or I wasn't losing weight, then exercise became something that was not as interesting, therefore, I wasn't exercising. 
Many of us think of habits in our life in the way that diet culture has impacted our brain. That's what I call diet brain. I have a couple of podcasts on that. Diet brain is the current modeling of your brain. It's the current way your brain is thinking through various thought errors. So one of the, there's four main characteristics that I found over years of working with women from diet culture and out of diet culture, perfectionism, black and white thinking, people pleasing, and body filtering. We have these, it's like glasses that we wear, that is the side effect of diet culture. That's the way we cope with all the demand of diet culture in our life by becoming people pleaser, all or nothing thinker, perfectionism, because face it, diets don't work and the only hope we had to make diet work was to be perfect at it, but perfectionism then seeped through our entire life. So now today, it's the end of the year and you're thinking about resolution, if you don't have the habit of checking into your thinking, of bringing awareness to your thoughts, you're probably thinking through creating new habits in the diet brain way of thinking, perfectionism, black and white thinking, and people pleasing. You think that the habit you want to have, the new health habit you want to have, is going to be the reason why you feel better. So a great example of that is if I go to the gym three times a week in the new year, I will feel accomplished. What creates the feeling of accomplishment is not the fact that you're getting in your car and going to the gym, it's the fact that you're having the thought, if I go to the gym three times a week, I will feel accomplished, right? I will accomplish one of my beliefs, which is in order to be healthy, I need to go to the gym right? And then you're going to the gym and you think, oh, I did it. I achieved my goal this week of going three times to the gym. So I feel accomplished. The actual moving your body and doing the exercise didn't create the feeling of being accomplished. Your thought, I did it. I achieved my goal of going to the gym three times a week made you feel accomplished. Which means you could also think, I did it, I achieved my goal of taking a 10 minute walk and you have accessibility to you feeling accomplished from going for a walk for 10 minutes. Now here's the caveat and the very critical point of building and keeping habits is the reason why you're not having the thought, I did it, I achieved my goal of going for a walk and I'm gonna be healthy, is because the belief of walking is it's not enough to be healthy. That's what healthism and diet culture has socialize and program your brain to think that in order for exercise to be healthy and to be worthy, it has to be in the context of a gym. It has to be at least three times a week, right? Some of my students call that fitness culture. 
right? Is it true? Is it true that health and exercise to be healthy is only in the context of a gym? No. You have to change that belief. You have to challenge that belief in order for you to think differently and to create the feeling of accomplishment. But that's where diet brain leads you the wrong way. It kicks in and say, no, 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 no. It's all or nothing. I got to go to the gym. It has to be three times a week. Otherwise, it's not worth it. And then I quit. How many times have I heard that in coaching session with client when I propose to them to go for a 10-minute walk as a way of moving their body? The first reaction is, well, it's not worth it. Yes, it is. Long term, you going for a 10-minute walk every single week versus going to the gym three times a week for three weeks in the whole year versus taking a 10-minute walk for years to come, which one will have the greater impact on your health and on your well-being? For sure, it's the walking. But in order for you to feel accomplished, for you to want to go for a walk and have pleasure going for a walk, you have to think, that's my goal, and I did it. Here's what happened to a lot of us, and I see for many of us, there's stages of leaving diet culture, Many of us go through the first stage of being aware that diet exists, that diet culture exists. And then the second stage is, okay, I'm not going to diet anymore. I'm not going to control food, but I'm going to get achievement and I'm going to feel better and I'm going to get a sense of worthiness by being obsessed with my health. So many women will transition from obsessing about food and quantity to achieving a certain health status or giving the perception into the world that they're healthy. They're like, okay, I get it now. Thinner, thinness doesn't create happiness. It doesn't create me feeling good enough. But if it's not going to be the size of my body, then it's going to be my health status or the way people perceive that I'm working towards my health. I know many of you are feeling seen right now, and I was there for years as well. Because the belief that you have the understanding of how to create your enoughness, your feeling better, is through habits. So now instead of focusing on habits to control food, you focus on habits to feel healthier or give the impression to the world that you're taking care of your health. People-pleasing, perfectionism are still there. So how do we create or craft new habits, sustainable, lifelong, permanent habits? I'm going to give that to you in four steps. Number one, before you even think about what health habits I'm going to consider, I want you to work on believing that you are intrinsically worthy as a human being right now. Because it is true. All human beings are born innately worthy. Now, that's the line that diet culture works on to lead you to reprogram your brain to believe you're not worthy until you're thin or healthy enough, right? I want you to think of yourself. I want you to come in and do the work with me, to learn thought work, to, to grab another tool that you have to re 
reprogram your belief that you are enough, that your enoughness, your worthiness is not the result of your habits, of the action you take. I want you to separate the habits from your enoughness. That's the absolute first step in creating any lifelong habits. And the way to do that, the best way I've found to do that is through thought work. Step number two, make a decision about which habit you're going to craft or take on from a place of I choose to, not I have to. You have to be unattached to the outcome of the habit. I talked about that in a recent podcast, 339. That's going to be the centric teaching inside of the Resolution Reset Masterclass that I'm teaching right now, right up to January the 8th. There's a link for that in the show note. Come and get your seat in that masterclass if you want to learn how to think about your goal differently. Step number three. Clean up your belief about what health is. If you haven't done this intentional work yet, it's time to do it now before you get into crafting new health habits. You cannot think of health from the belief system of diet culture or from the belief system of healthism, which leads you to believe that being healthier is morally better. If you have never encountered this, you haven't done this work, go download our brand new health sheet. I did a worksheet called Health Habit Undieted. Health Habit Undieted, the link is in the show notes. It's totally free. Go get that checklist and then you'll be able to pick different ideas about undieted health habits. And I'm going to say this to you right now. It's about retraining your brain to think about your health from the four bodies, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual as well. And then step number three, love yourself to your new habit. That's what I call courting your goal. Hating yourself or criticizing yourself or beating yourself up into a new habit will activate your fight or flight. It will activate defense mechanism. It will dysregulate your nervous system and it will engage in coping mechanism like avoiding, numbing, procrastinating. And instead, I want you to fall in love with your goal, to court your goal, to create safety for you taking the small steps that will require for you to think the thoughts and feel the feelings in order for you to take the habit or do the action naturally. Practice thinking these thoughts, cultivate the feeling and detach yourself from the outcome. Your goal is to fall in love with yourself and with your life right now, not when the habit will be in place. And the faster, I don't like using the word faster, but the faster you can create that relationship with yourself of love, of courting your goal, the faster the habit will become permanent. Is it hard to craft new habits? The truth is yes, it is. 
but it's possible. The way through the possibility of you creating new health habits and sustaining them for the rest of your life is by starting with your brain first to create new neural pathway. There is this thing that science just a few years ago has discovered, it's called neuroplasticity. It's the ability of the human brain to reshape itself. That's actually where thought work is coming from, where cognitive behavior therapy research comes from, is understanding how the brain can create new neural pathway new ways of thinking that creates new feelings that then craft the new habits we want to have in our life. But in order for us to access this beautiful biology that we all have, this possibility that we all have to craft new habits, we need to restructure the way we think about goals. That's what I named the liberated goal process. That's what I teach in all of my program that it is for professional or you on the going to be on the food and on diet your life it's about liberating your goal liberating your goal means that you understand that the point of a goal is never to achieve the goal the point of a goal is to build the habit of taking consistent and perfect action towards something you want to create and the path you knowing and acknowledging that the path to create this habit in order to have the goal is by shifting your beliefs about yourself, about your health, about the world, about your body, about food, and rebuilding an identity as someone who consistently build the habit, think the thought, feel the way, in order to generate the habit, the action that is in alignment with your goal. The thoughts and the action will come with time and you're not attached to a deadline, to a smart goal. You are enjoying, loving the process of becoming the person who believes this and thinks this way and feels enough every day, not just when the goal is achieved. Liberated goal is the opposite of a dirty goal. Dirty goal is what I name the way diet culture and oppressive system teaches us to engage with goal. Dirty goal will have you think that the point of setting a goal is to have the goal so you can finally access the feeling that is on the other side of having the goal achieved, that the only way you can access that feeling of feeling better and feeling good enough is for you to achieve the goal. Dirty goal will have you say, the only way for me to be confident, to be happy, is to have a smaller body, is to go to the gym three times a week. Dirty goal will have you think that feeling better, feeling a certain way that you want to feel is only accessible when you do the thing that the system, such as diet culture, tells you you have to do. Dirty goal will tell you that taking imperfect action to go after the minimum baseline means you're not doing anything, you're not working hard enough. 
And I want you to ask yourself this question, which is going to have more impact on your life? Taking consistent and perfect action over a period of a year or clinging on taking the perfect action towards your goal that you will give up in six weeks because your mind isn't aligned and it's not generating the feeling, therefore the habit that you want. Creating new habit, creating new behavior is how you actually change your life. And to do that, you have to be willing to learn a new way of thinking about your goal and release yourself from the temporary dopamine rush you get from creating a dirty goal and having a timeline and a perfect plan and a checklist and an action plan and recreating a new calendar. You're letting go of that temporary feel-good feeling that only lasts a few days or a few weeks, but instead, you're going after the process of goal and habit formation. The process of achieving a goal is not sexy. <laughs> it's not fun. Becoming the new version of yourself who thinks the thought and feel the way in a way that the behavior, the habit is second nature and automatic, it's boring. It's not sexy. Creating a new habit will probably feel boring and difficult, but it's supposed to be. The commitment to the work, the commitment to yourself is the reward. It's showing up for yourself. It's having your own back. Having a relationship most of the time in your day of support, of loving yourself. And constantly nurturing that feeling and showing up for yourself and having your back and taking imperfect action and not judging yourself and not criticizing yourself over and over and over again, all in the service of the life you want to live or the dream you want to achieve. That's what we can help you with. We can help you change that way you engage with your goal. We will do it in the context of what you want to create for 2023 or your body or food or health. And then you take that process and you apply it to the rest of your life. That's how I started the podcast today. I was showing you how I coach myself through the achievement of a goal and through failure with that same process because really it's a new way of living. If you want to do this work, come and join us inside of the Resolution Reset Masterclass or commit to doing this work for a whole year by joining Undiet Your Life or accessing a one-on-one coach through Undiet Your Life as well. We now have two different options for you to work with us. I love you, my sister, and I'll see you in the new year, next year. If you are loving what you're learning on the podcast, you have to come and check out Undiet Your Life. This is where we get to hang out together, where you get the individual help applying the concept thought on the podcast while learning new coaching tool that will make your life even more amazing. It's also where you get to apply the learning to think better, eat better, and feel better and create your undieted life, your better, bigger, and bolder life. 
go to stephaniedoze.com forward slash join. I'd love to have you join us inside of Undiet Your Life and I'll see you on the other side.